We will show you a video in a minute. We're actually doing intakes now for Luminate. Um, how do we, how, basically just through the website, the, de the contact details are up there for expressions of interest. Okay. All right, can we show the video, please? <laughs> that I have found have stuck with me in a really notable way. Um, the first would be the actual teachings themselves, in so much as uh, John 8, 31, 32 talks about how the truth sets us free. And there were things of truth that really reshaped my worldview and perspective. Things that I learned, especially first year, second year too, but uh, you know, covenants, Bible survey, things like that, that reshaped how I saw the Lord, how I saw people and myself and, and still underpins my worldview because of that even post the uh, Luminate or internship process so that's been very beneficial. Uh, the second I would say would be the inner healing process so um, I've come to realize that we all trigger all the time it's just I'm now equipped to actually deal with that in a healthy way so we've learned the heart journey process and, and I have found that post internship I'm far more steady than I used to be. Prior to that to my great frustration I would be emotionally like this a lot and I still obviously have my highs and lows but I'm able to find my peace in the Lord, strengthen myself in the Lord. If I do have something come up that steals my peace I can process it out with God with the different tools I've received. So it's um, yeah, been indispensable and has utterly changed my life. Praise God. So that's open now. So uh, start asking the Lord if you're meant to do it. And then if he says yes, then contact us and we'll see if we're in agreement with the Lord. So, <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> By the mouth of two or three uh, <laughs> applications, everything's established. All right. So wonderful. Um, okay. Okay. So I'm going to pray. Um, you know, uh, Jesus was approached by Nicodemus and he goes, unless you're born from above, you can't see the kingdom of heaven. Now that can be translated born again. Born, above, born from above is a little bit more solid. Um, and he goes, what are you, this, Nicodemus is a teacher of Israel, goes, what are you talking about? And Jesus said to him, you don't understand earthly things, how are you gonna understand heavenly things? So today I'm going to assume that we have enough of a foundation we can talk about heavenly things because I want to talk about that. Now, what happens is the, 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 the things of the Spirit are foolishness of the natural mind. So where are, I'm going to pray now that not only do, does, do you get a giant brain this morning to receive it, but that you, that you lean into the mind of Christ because one of the things is this, is the problem with us in Australia well, you could say five eyes. You could say Canada, New Zealand, Australia, uh, US, uh, England. 
The Western mind is not compatible with the revelations from heaven. We put it into a filter and it doesn't work. And so the best way we can explain it is constant deferral of manifestation of heaven on earth. So we've actually got to shatter that paradigm. Can someone say amen? We have to shatter it. So Holy Spirit, we thank you this morning. We thank you for helping me help them so you can help us. We thank you for a spirit of wisdom and revelation. We just thank you right now for fresh oil so people can engage the realms of glory and heaven. We thank you for opening our understanding. We thank you for windows of heaven, portals of heaven. We thank you. Whatever we need to know, Lord, we just thank you for opening our eyes in Jesus' name. Amen. So I believe this year's about, well, this season is about heavenly governance. I don't necessarily think that uh, come December the 31st, 2024, God gets a new word. He goes, oh, it's a new year. I must come up with something new. I don't necessarily believe that. But there's something about the number 24 and I felt something about 24 elders and over the 24 hours in the day. One of the things that we struggle, if you don't go into the realm of the spirit, you'll be stuck under Kronos time. TikTok, it's, this is the time, this is the day, this is the week, this is the month, this is the year. And then you're under the sun and you're subject to chance. Time and chance happen to all people under the sun. So this is why, one of the things that we've been talking about is there's a lot of teaching, right? A lot of teaching uh, that says we've just got to pretty much just look to God, take our lumps and suck eggs. And what happens is that there's a place for suffering, but not disempowered suffering. Meekness is strength surrendered unto the Lord. And so one of the things is that the reason, one of the reasons why people go into flat effect or depression is they feel powerless. And that's what so much counselling and ministry goes into the bottomless pit of humanity feeling powerless. And so this year, God wants you to rediscover the true power you have in Christ. Not as a church attender, not as someone who's just involved in a local community. You know, you've got got Rotary, you've got Kiwanis, you've got whatever, and then you've got the church, but it's got Jesus as its head, you know, but not much different. Need to know, rediscover the true authority we have and who Jesus is. Now, uh, one of the things we've been saying is that Solomon, God spoke to, uh, appeared to Solomon in a dream, and he said, tell me, what do you want? And he said, I want discernment or understanding or wisdom to judge your people. And so we know by extension is judging God's people in this context is governance. And you know what? God was so pleased with that, that he gave Solomon everything Solomon didn't ask for on top of what he asked for. In other words, when you please the Lord, you get the whole ranch. You get the estate. You become a a huios. One of the things is that this this year is we need to know what it is to be load bearers. It's it's one thing to, to have some sort of like dog and pony show in the prophetic. It's one thing to like this and then fall apart under pressure because what happens is that we have to know what it is to carry, to allow God to expand our capacity and be load bearing. And it says that we will, we will go out no longer to him who overcomes. So we see the equivalent in the New Covenant or New Testament, intertestament, sorry, but Jesus said, if you seek first the kingdom of heaven, all these things will be added. But it's interesting, he said, and his righteousness. 
And what that is, is governance unto justice. Always governance unto justice. And Jesus actually said, look, God knows what you need to eat, what you need to wear, blah, 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 blah. Don't obsess over this. Seek first governance and justice. And then all those things will be added. So this is actually really important because this actually has to be our priority. The Lord's Prayer says, Our Father who's in heaven, hallowed be your name. So you connect with your God first. Let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So that's the priority. That's the priority. And then after that, give us this day our daily bread. What most of the church tend to do is put, give us this day our daily bread before anything else. As, and, and, and if we really start to say, Lord, I want to govern, that's where you'll find where the power is. Because it's not just some random outpouring revival. It actually is about God using you as His proxy on the earth to bring the dimension of heaven and superimpose over earth. So we see the knowledge of the glory of the Lord cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. So this is when we put our hand up. Now, I'm just, like, just gonna make a statement. You, this might not be you. So just, you, you just stand there, sit there, continue to look like an angel like you are. Remember, I get to look at your faces. You can just see mine, so you do need prayer. Um, I find that most people's spirituality is still, does still orbit around self, self-interest and selfishness. And we somehow take something so sacred, holy and powerful and we make it about us. And the Lord said, no, if you make it about Him, you'll get everything. I believe a big sickness, a disease, a root issue in this generation is narcissism and selfishness. And you can fluff it up and dress it up as much as you want, but one day we'll stand before the Lord. We, we actually, it's not just what we do, it's why we do it. So what we're gonna do is we're going to go into heavenly things now. And I'm gonna put something to you guys here that I'm convinced of, but there's, we are really gonna be breaking some paradigms. And some of you, after the first few points I make, you will be glitching, okay? <laughs> You'll be glitching. Like the, the, it's all suddenly sort of like, because eh, eh, eh. program, programming's real. Programming's real. So we want to break that. We've all, we've all been subject to programming. Programming's taking place right now. So we're going to start with the dimension of time and cycles. So I'm giving you the heads up. Ecclesiastes chapter one, verses four to 11. It says, one generation passes away and another generation comes, but the earth abides forever, ever, ever, ever. That's important. That's a big statement because you've got to triangulate that with Stuff, all right? We're not going there now. The sun also rises and the sun goes down and hastens to the place where it arose. It's talking about cycles. The wind goes towards the south, turns around to the north. The wind wells about continually and comes again on its circuit. All the rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is not full. To the place from which the rivers come, there they return again. All things are full of labour, man cannot express it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing nor the ear filled with hearing. Now, this is incredible. That which has been is what will be. That which is done is what will be done. In other words, and there is nothing new in the natural dimension of under the sun. Is there anything of which it may be said, see, this is new? It has already been in ancient times before us. There is no remembrance of former things, nor will there be any remembrance of things that are to come by those who will come after. Now, It says here, set are cycles of time. 
and it, it goes into sort of the sort of the false hydrological cycle. But there are cycles, and, and within the natural fallen paradigm, see Solomon knew a few things, because what you have, regardless whether you understand proverbs or you read, his, you know, his chronology, his story, uh, whether you understand it or not is that with all you're getting, get understanding wisdom is the principal thing. And it says, long life and honour and riches will follow wisdom. Well, boy, he was very, 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 very uh, full of abundance. Let's just put it that way. So he knew a thing or two and he said, can anyone say anything is new? He said, that, that, that hasn't already happened under the... And that, that's really confronting because the way our ego is structured is we go... It's never been like this. Oh, this has never happened on the earth before. That's, that's our ego. And uh, it actually talks about uh, that you're not going, undergoing any temptation that's not common to man, mankind. So what happens is that we somehow believe we're a special case through the ego as opposed to the revelation of Scripture. But this is what's interesting, is we see the kingdom of heaven manifest through Christ and now through His Spirit. And it says, behold, I make all things new. I make all things new. So there is an invasion of heaven on the earth that to break these cycles of genuine newness. The words kainos, which is, which is completely new type, not new as in sort of like, I, I got two pairs of shoes, I've worn this one, and now what's happened? I bought another pair of shoes, exactly the same type, they're just a new version of the old. No, what you have is heaven has a newness that completely is so superior to the earth, it actually swallows it up. It actually swallows up, the, the, the resurrection's mention of, the, of heaven swallows up the realms of death. Can someone say amen? amen? So our job is to govern in Christ to invade these cycles to turn them around because we go, this is new, this has never happened. There has been, and I'm gonna show, that, 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 that yes, talking about, uh, right now you've got people, a lot of people obsessing about the mark of the beast. And so it's interesting, it says right hand, forehead, but also interesting, it talks about in Deuteronomy, you shall love the Lord your God uh, uh, with all your heart, soul and strength and your neighbours yourself and this thing you're gonna have on your forehead, on your, on your hand. And it talks about Ezekiel, there was an angel that marked people on their forehead and yes, there's a thing called Neuralink and yes, there's things that, were, you know, CBDC and all this sort of stuff. But there has been something, says that we will have his name written on our foreheads and, and it talks about ownership. It talks about everything we think and are and everything that our strength. And it's a cycle. It's not a one-off because there's multiple versions of this. When we establish that, it's very important right now, we are seeing a convergence of cycles. We are seeing something happen in the Tower of Babel. We are seeing people get together, try to create a oneness on the earth. And it's hideous. We are seeing people get together Right, and different uh, uh, non-elected people, okay, bureaucrats trying to create a oneness. They're trying to merge uh, uh, Islam, Judaism and Christianity through Chrislam. This is actually a cycle. It's a cycle. It's not like we've never seen this before. No, it's a cycle. According to the Word of God, it's a cycle. And, and then what you have is you have, as it was in the days of Noah, <laughs> So will it be in the days of the, of the Son of Man, coming of the Son of Man? I don't remember if there's Echemiah, Apocalypsis or uh, whatever, the, what word it is, is used in that context. But man, there's stuff going on, on the earth right now 
It's hectic, but it's happened before. Who remembers in 19, I think 1996, all over the news, the cloning of Dolly the sheep? <laughs> Dolly the sheep. Well, that's 96. I find it interesting. I think 97 or 99, I can't remember, Bill Clinton passed, the, or, or put, it was passed, the strangest legislation banning human cloning. Why would you ban something? It was like, it's like, it's like put, passing legislation that you're not allowed to grow wings and fly to Jupiter. We're gonna put that one forward. What's the point? It's not likely. What's the chances that human cloning was happening way before that legislation was introduced and passed? This stuff we have no idea about. There are cycles. There is hectic things taking place right now. And I'm gonna tie it into those two announcements at the end. That's very, very more prophetic than we realise. I'm looking going, okay. What about, what about in the day of Moses, God sending a deliverer and so they engage in infanticide. Every child, every male child born under such and such, you're gonna take out. In the days of Jesus, Herod. Right now, I'm gonna say this, probably a lot this year. If we do not solve the problem of the shedding of innocent blood on this earth, we will not be able to change anything. Because that blood speaks. That blood is speaking. Now we are part of a better covenant, that is Jesus whose blood speaks things that are better than that of Abel's. But we can't just, see one of the things, I mean this is not my quote, uh, uh, this might even be Rob Rufus I think, this is how long ago this was when I, in the, in the I don't know, 20 plus years ago. The, 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 the church is unique in so much as its major benefit should be for its non-members. We get so self-absorbed. And so God wants to see justice manifest on the earth. Now, this is interesting. I heard this a few days ago. When God created the world, He said it was good. Then He said it was very good but he didn't say it was perfect. The, it was sinless and it was innocent. But what you have is it wasn't, it wasn't, the word perfect means complete, lacking nothing. That's why the first people were commanded to take dominion and subdue. Because it was very good, but it wasn't perfect. We've got to get rid of that idea because what happens is that was the situation. There had to be dominion. This is why governance has to take place. When we abdicate governance and dominion, it becomes a turkey shoot. We're just sort of like, just, oh, we're here for a short while and we'll see what happens. No, 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 no. Please don't waste this opportunity to be on the earth in this season. You're a history maker. Can someone say amen to that? You're a history maker. Okay, so. I'm gonna give, give you the significance of cycles and transition in a really simple illustration. Uh, this afternoon, we didn't show that, but this afternoon is gonna be on self-governance. And I think my wife will be talking on this prophetic subject of parenting. It's way more prophetic than you realise. And so people go, mm, boring. No, you've got no idea because she's gonna be digging into the realm of God the Father and, and a whole bunch of other things. So I'm very aware that my children are on loan to me. They belong to the Lord. They're on loan. I'll always be their dad in eternity, but I won't be the dad. And so I have to make sure that I raise them unto the Lord. 
and do them a favour by doing it right. And one of those things we talked about, boundaries and discipline, not on a punitive level, but so they can learn to regulate. We are seeing a society now where kids are not being disciplined and raised properly and they don't know how to regulate. And when you have children in adults' bodies with uncontrollable impulses, you have violence. You have lawlessness and you have the love of many growing cold. So what happens is that we're very aware we have to train our kids. Now our kids have from day one cooperated every step of the way. (laughs) Hang on, I'm getting confused. So one of the things they do is there's a division of labour and one of those divisions of labour, this is like, this is, like as con- this, this is as contested as the land between North and South Korea. This is highly contested territory. And that's who's going to pack and unpack the dishwasher. <laughs> one of the things is this, is that when one of the kids has that role and they put it off, the problem with that is the dishwasher is a cycle. And what you have to do is that you have to make sure that the dishwasher is packed and put on before you go out. Because while you're out, a cycle's taking place. But if you put it off, you go, oh, I can just do that when I get home. You've missed the cycle. Because it gets caught into a cycle. And what we need to be, if we're gonna be wise, we need to recognise right now in history, while there's nothing new under the sun, it feels like we're at the, beginning of, at the beginning or the end of a cycle. It feels like we're, the cycles are converging. 2020, everything changed. Instead of just good old fashioned corrupt government lining their pockets, we now have corrupt government functioning under totalitarian ideology. So, so now everyone is subject to it rather than just people just setting themselves up for jobs post governance, etc. This is This is hectic. And so we need to know right now that we are at a convergence of cycles or at the beginning or the end, I don't quite know, okay? I'm not omniscient, you guys know that. But there's something that we can actually talk about and, and, and we're, 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 we, don't, we're not, we don't have the fear of man. We can't talk about that. We have to talk about the elephant in the room. Could someone say amen? And if people get upset, they get upset. It's just, it's pretty, okay. So firstly, this is the big paradigm breaker. I cannot quote this scripture enough because it's spiritually discerned, it's hectic. And this goes against all of our upbringing and spirituality completely is meant to bring a sword to divide between soul and spirit so we can actually enter into the kingdom. And that is in Luke 17, cannot say this enough. Now when Jesus was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, He answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come with external observation. Nor they say, see here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. Now that's huge. So what that does, that destroys space as we know it. We just thought it was up, 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 up. But it's not. That's why Jesus said, if you have understanding, it says the kingdom of heaven is at hand, but even further, the kingdom of heaven is within. We're trained to observe externally. Isn't it, wouldn't it be interesting if there were false signs to deceive us? 
Wouldn't it be interesting if there was misdirection and smokes and mirrors and false flag and ah, and we're not realising is God lives inside of us because Jesus says so and he sent his spirit to dwell in us. I will send another. He, will, he has been with you, but now will be in you. So you go, that's pretty hectic. Let's, let's look at what that looks like. Colossians chapter 1, 26 and 27. This is a mystery, a mystery of the word mysterion. The word where you get mystical. People go, I don't like that word. Well, don't like the Bible then. The word mysterion. It's a mystery. And what that is, it's not something hidden from you. It's something hidden for you. There is a place in God's economy where God puts things just out of reach. So, you, so in your extension to lay a hold of it, you grow muscle and change. As opposed to just sort of like, give it to me. Like this is a chronic consumer. There's a, in God's economy, God puts things in front of us or in us, in front of us, so we can lay a hold of it and we can build that muscle. The mystery that's been hidden from ages and generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them, God willed to, be made, uh, to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So we see it's an inner world. People struggle with this because the new age lay a hold of this more than the Western church. No, oh, it's new age. Come on, read your Bible. And then, you know what? One of the biggest fears I, this is not mine. I've heard that one of the biggest fears of the body of Christ is the fear of being deceived. Unfortunately, what you fear will come upon you. This is why we need the fear of the Lord. Because the fear of the Lord delivers from all other fears. Because in essence, what you fear is your God. So, now that we've started off so gently, <laughs> I'm just, I'm trying to establish something. Is the eternal dimension... You don't connect to it out there, you connect to it here. If we're talking of governance, this is where you need to get the tension on the fishing line. It might manifest in certain ways. The key is this, when you are connected to heavenly dimensions, it's an in you reality and wisdom helps you to work it out to manifestation. For the, the establishment of righteous government, the pulling down of corrupt government, of true justice, one thing we're going to be praying about regularly is that we, we want the next government, maybe this government, we, we need a government that will repeal all the laws around abortion. Can someone say amen? Rather than being obsessed with tenure, with tenure. Oh, we don't want to rock the boat. It's a Titanic, sweetheart, and he's rocking. When you have legislated a systemic Shedding of innocent blood, you don't have a leg to stand on. You can talk about economic policy and all sorts of stuff, but this is what screams loudest in the ears of the Father. It's massive. We're talking about governance, this is what it looks like. So you go, all right, okay. <laughs> this is the hype, I believe this is, this, this is, such a powerful scripture. But what it's designed to do, see, I want you to know how powerful you are in Christ. It's not outside of Christ. You're nothing outside of Christ, by the way. It's all in Christ. See, this is the cool thing. If you're established in Him, so those who join the Lord are one spirit with Him, and so you're in Christ, He's in you. And in that day, you will know that I'm in my Father, my Father's in me, and I'm in you, that we may be one. It's, it's, it's about in Him. Now, when you're in Christ, Christ does the work through you. 
But if you're not establishing Christ, everything's an external locus of control. Everything's, this is happening and this is happening. Do you not know that, I, don't, I personally am completely convicted, uh, convicted, convinced that nothing significant happens on the earth without human agency. So anything that's manifest, whether it's what's taking place in the Middle East, what's taking place in Australia, what's taking place in the World Economic Forum, what's taking place anywhere comes through intercessors, people praying, people praying in the Spirit, not understanding what they're saying. God has ordained us to be the proxy for Him on the earth. And so being in Christ qualifies you to govern. Can someone say amen? It's an indispensable reality. It's not like I have faith in Jesus. No, you're in Him and He's in you. Don't externalise it. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And you, you can't meditate on that enough. So he, this is what I love. If, if enough people get this and function in it, this is what it looks like. 821, Romans. Because the creation itself will also be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the what? The children of God. You go, whoa, 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 whoa. Where's Jesus in this? This is, this is based on a presupposition that you're in Christ. This is actually not about you or me, it's about Jesus. When you realise that you're in Jesus and you're going, if you're always externalising Jesus, you create separation, which is the foundation of an orphan spirit. But when you realise He's in you and hasn't rejected you and those in Christ are not condemned, you meditate in this. This is over, I think over a hundred times in the New Testament, in Christ, with Him, through Him, for Him, all in Christ. He holds the universe together by the word of His power. He, at the cross, heaven and earth were reunited that, he, that we'd, he would fill all in all. And if we don't believe that, we're gonna push it into the future. That's the problem. But what happens is, is the word of God is living and powerful and, and it pierces between soul and spirit. It, it, it's, it, it's hectic. Now, this is, I'm not gonna start you know, vision bombing you guys now in regards to stuff. As a leadership team, we're starting to engage massive vision, massive. Pleases the Lord. I can tell you on a generic level is this. I'm convinced that the major role of the prophetic is to see, is to see the earth realign to the throne. I believe that. And that looks like justice and righteousness. That's what it looks like. So... What's happened in our, our intercessors, our prayer life, everything is being orientated to something big. Now, this is what's interesting. If we're talking about an inside-outside world, I had a vivid, vivid dream last week. Rachel and I had a new house. And it was massive. We were, it was an open inspection. It was, it was, it was a private open inspection. I'll just tell you, I don't even know what this means. I mean, Rachel looked up the name, it's not a great meaning or whatever, but this house was in Turak Gardens. And I'm like going through, I couldn't believe how massive this house was. A lot of those houses look California bungalows, character homes, etc. I'm going through it. I can't get over how big the room, I'm just, it was endless. I'm looking through. Huh. I'm looking through. Shouldn't say the word looking, I'll start looking. I'm... <laughs> I'm looking through, I'm just going, this is incredible. And I knew it was being offered to us. Now, the only thing in the dream I didn't like is that the fact that it was probably worth 10 million plus, we were going to get it for about 3 million and we had to take out a mortgage of probably about a million. I just still didn't like it because I got, I'm a bit... With banks, with banks, okay? Because 
you know, they're probably the root of all evil, let's be honest. <laughs> Bankers, what could possibly go wrong? Federal Reserve, quantitative easing, central bank digital currency, what could possibly go wrong? So I was a bit like, but I just couldn't get over this. I was, and I just said to my wife, I said, I think we're coming into something a lot bigger than we have been. So then Christina has a dream and, and I, whenever she, go, I had a dream, I'm like, oh no. So she, she said, I had a dream. There's a lot more moving parts and she was, she said, I dreamt that I went to your house. This, this is within the same week. And what happened, there was excavation going on, like, like, like excavation sort of digging into the ground to, to, to change or expand it. And then she went into the kitchen to uh, clean something and the kitchen was being completely renovated to the point the walls were stripped back and you could see the, 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 the plumbing pipes and she was wanting to get access water. And she goes, oh, the kitchen. She goes, no, 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 it's fine. You, you. And then I'm like, I'm like this, oh my gosh. I know what's going on. Here's the deal. You engage something big and God start doing excavating stuff in your life. You've got to get bigger. You've got to get bigger. And this is why growing can be painful, but, but, but nothing, everything happens from the inside first. Everything. This is why selfish, self-absorbed narcissism is a curse because you become a small person in a big time in history. It's a big time in history. Now you're gonna, how big? Big. How big? Tell me how big. We're about to show you. And so, so right now, we get people, they resist change because they think it's painful and they're just choosing to stay small. If we're gonna change history, we need God to manifest in us first before He manifests out there. Christ in you, the hope of glory. There's gotta be a place where Christ is so strong in you that when you walk into a room, you change the atmosphere. Gotta be so strong in you that when you go somewhere, people get healed and you don't even pray for them where you go for a walk and people sort of like, hey, hey, you know, and it's sort of like, I've seen that. And it's like, I was sort of in my brain, I was, you know, not, not on the clock and I'm going, what? Huh? It's amazing how carnal, I've got a carnal gift. Like this and it's sort of like demons going bananas and go, what is he on about? Oh yes, it's a demon, right? I thought it was just something else. Okay. All right, so what we're gonna do, this is, this is we're going to talk a little bit about you now. You're made in the image of God. You're not just an image bearer. You are His proxy on the earth. Unfortunately, Western Christianity doesn't necessarily put that front and centre. But now we're in a time in history with lots happening very quickly. And there's lots we're not being told. It's happening very, very quickly. So who wants to know a little bit more about themselves? That your inner world is connected to the throne room. Your inner world represents governance. And I'm gonna throw some spanners in the works, but what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put this to you I don't want you to, the main thing is we've got to keep the main thing, the main thing. The main thing is that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and there's salvation only in His Name. That's the big thing. But I wanna talk about the book of Revelation now. And if you struggle with it, no sweat. Just keep struggling. I don't care. But, there, but I wanna show you that, that, that humanity is not disempowered, but in Christ is completely empowered. Okay, especially people who've been cut short of their assignment. It says in Hebrews that they would not be made perfect apart from us. And even if we've been cut short, God's justice 
says that they will still get their full reward through you and I. It's very exciting. So let's start, let's talk about you. Hebrews 4.12. And the word, for the Word of God is living and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword. It pierces to the division of soul and spirit. So that is suke and pneuma, very specific words. We've got Old Testament words like nefesh and ruah, etc. So piercing even to division of soul and spirit. Wow, I mean, how do you even do that? Well, the Word of God does it. But then it says, and, and joints and marrow, and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The, it's implied there that the heart is between the soul and the spirit. Again, it's not exact, but I believe that this is important. Your heart is a big deal because Jesus said, whatever you believe in your heart, the word's cardia. And at the moment, we're hearing too much about cardia, especially with teenage kids who are experiencing cardia around the world. It's ridiculous. So, but this is a big deal because God looks at the cardia. He looks at the cardia, not your cardigan. He doesn't care what you're wearing. It's how you're clothed on the, in the spirit. So he looks at the cardia. Massive, massive deal. Now we're going to a place, a heavenly reality. Now Solomon, amazing. Now we know that in Ecclesiastes, he became quite philosophical and probably a bit hardened. Hundreds of pagans, pagan wives will do that. And so what happened is that he still had access to wisdom and knowledge, but he got corrupted. And it actually says, if you have wisdom, have wisdom for yourself. In other words, don't just have wisdom for your ministry, but wisdom how you live and your own personal walk with the Lord. He ended up externalizing his wisdom, but it was still wisdom, knowledge of the Holy One, fear of the Lord. You go, I can't, we, we, you know what, there's a lot of things that are beyond us. But he knew a thing or two. Now, I remember... And I'm not encouraging anyone to do this. But when I was growing up, could have been the 80s, could have been the 90s, there's a very famous actress called Shirley MacLaine. Who remembers Shirley MacLaine? And she started going hectically new age and she started astral projecting. And she started writing and she started to mainstream this. And one of the phenomena is that when you astral travel, you are traveling by your soul in an, in an astral realm that is forbidden to believers. Can someone say amen? Yes. Okay, there's times where God will take you out of your body, aka Ezekiel, Philip, whatever, brilliant. But you can't make it happen, it's as He wills. Let's be real clear. She talked about this phenomena of a silver cord. Who's heard of the silver cord? You're so well read. And so she would be out there and she would see her travelling a silver cord connected. And so what we have is that this is not new. Solomon wrote about this passage is so mystical, so cosmic that I, I, I can only understand part of it to a point. But this describes what happens when you die, what it looks like. So if we do Ecclesiastes 12, remember your creator before the silver cord is cut or the golden bowl is broken. What the heck? Or the pitcher shattered at the fountain or the wheel broken at the well. Well, here's something interesting. Before you think it's just like a Hebraic idiom or something hyperbolic and poetic, and the, the, the Bible's a lot more poetic than we know, okay? Again, I've been doing a bit of research and, and 
in the Western world, we, we do poetry by sounds, rhyming, but they do it by subject matter. And sometimes they'll do a polemic, which is two opposites, and they'll, they'll t- talk about this, and they'll compare it with that, and then you, you've got a development of it. It's actually genius because God wrote it through human agency by His Spirit. So let's put that back up there. This is very interesting. This is, you can't just gloss over this. The silver cord is loosed, so once that's cut, you can't get back into your body. It's, it's, it's a big deal. We're gonna jump down to the picture shattered at the fountain. Well, I would say the fountain is the Lord, the river of life, the picture. I've heard that this is a part that shapes your soul. I don't know. This is, uh, this is conjecture. Are you okay if we talk about these things in church? Yeah. Praise God. Okay, because some people go, he's preaching about this. Go somewhere else. Okay, so, <laughs> all right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or the wheel broken at the well. What's interesting is that wheels, uh, is that wheels are interesting because it's like a wheel within a wheel within a wheel. And you're looking at the living creatures and they never turned aside. You know, God has a, has a throne that moves around, Right? And wouldn't it be interesting if the cherubim were pretty much an integral part of his throne and they were wheels within wheels within wheels, just like we know the, the, the electrons around the nucleus of an atom. So, so I've heard it said that, 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 that wheels allow us to travel into different spirit dimensions. And when that's broken, silver cord's loosed, the pitcher is shattered at the fountain, it's hello Jesus time, okay? You go into glory. But what is this golden bowl is broken? So anything gold is usually connected to glory. Everything that was made for the glory was made of gold. The Ark of the Covenant, uh, the menorah, the, seven, the sevenfold candlestick, gold. So the golden bowl. So inside, you can't do an autopsy for this. Can you imagine all of a sudden, not CSI, like, you know, like this, Whoa, what the heck? So it's a golden bowl. It's, 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 it's in another dimension. So you go, why are you banging on about this? I'll tell you why. Now, what happens is this. We're gonna go into the book of Revelation. And I'm just say this, out of all due respect, the book of Revelation is a challenging book. But it can be understood. Why? Because you're blessed when you understand and keep it. So what we have here is Revelation 5.8. Let's put this, this up. Now, when he had taken, this is the lamb, lamb of God, taken the scroll of the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each having a harp and what? Not only is there a golden bowl on the inside of you, but there are golden bowls before the throne. Wouldn't it be interesting if your inner world actually replicated the highest dimensions of the universe? Who finds this interesting? It should. Otherwise, you need to have a red bull or a shine. Okay, so, and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. So what you have gold, wouldn't it be interesting if the golden bowl was the actual point of contact of God's glory and human nature? Wouldn't that be fascinating? People, I know, I thought, so there's golden bowls. So what you have, the, the only real prayers that God hears are the ones in the, from the heart. Did you know, I'm gonna give you a prayer, right? It's an easy prayer. Something's happened, you've lost someone you loved and you go, oh, that's a prayer from the heart. Whereas he might not hear the dear father, daddy, God, Jesus, name, Holy Spirit, Papa, Jesus, Father, Jesus. He might not hear that one. If it's a a theological construct of fear, 
but he hears the heart. I know most of you looking like a calf staring at a new gate. I said we're going into heavenly stuff. Who wants to know why this is significant? Okay, this is why. <laughs> All right. Now, God comes to us. Now, I've, I've shared this. No, 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 no. This has been shared to me. Marissa shared this with me. This is really important. Can we go a little bit over time this morning to land this? Okay, right. very important. Is that she was listening to some teaching where David instructed Solomon to go into Jerusalem or wherever it was on a donkey. Because kings, the protocols, kings ride on donkeys. But warriors ride on horses. So what happens when the king comes in on a donkey, he's coming in peace. But when you reject the peace, the warriors will come back later on horses. Who finds that interesting? That Jesus rode in Jerusalem in peace on a donkey. But now he's seated on a white horse. And so what you have is judgments take place where God patiently warns, says, please repent, change, realign to the throne because heaven and earth are meant to be overlapping and my judgments are making the crooked way straight. What happens when people don't heed that? Then there's a correction. Who wants to hear the correction? Because I'm gonna take the mystery out of some things and I want you out of this to realise how much God loves you and you are a big deal. One of the things, I mean, please don't invite me to do this because it's not a fun thing, but I've done a few, fair few funerals in my time. And the scripture that jumps out at me that is, moves me is that precious in his eyes are the death of his saints. I, I, get, I get emotional. I quote that, I'm like, because I, I feel the love of God. When one of you pass away prematurely, it's precious to him. It's not sort of like, eh, I've got a busy universe. Oh, someone, eh, yep, see you in a minute. <laughs> Breaks his heart. You're the apple of his eye. Can someone say amen? You're not insignificant. The enemy has a way of whispering into our subconscious that you're unique in some way of where, where, uh, 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 that's unjust. And then you're as common as Mark, which is also unjust. So let's have a look what Jesus said in Matthew 23. Therefore, indeed, I send you prophets, wise men. He's talking to Jesus, talking to Jerusalem. Therefore, indeed, I send you prophets, wise men and scribes. Some of them you will kill and crucify. Interesting. And some of them you will scourge in your synagogues and persecute from city to city. That on you, this is Jesus pronouncing a judgment on Jerusalem. That on you may come all the righteous blood shed on the earth from the blood of righteous Abel, the first martyr. Jesus said his blood will come on this generation. Not, this, not you guys, you'll hear in a second. Because a lot of people think it's coming on this generation now. What did you do? Did you guys kill anyone? Is this one? No, 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 no. Not that I know of. <laughs> Might not have hooked the trailer up correctly one day when I was going camping. <laughs> From the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, whom you mo mo moited? You moited him. <laughs> Gonna moiter you. Whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. Assuredly, I say to you, all this innocent bloodshed will come on this generation. Not you, not you. <laughs> Keep going. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who were sent to her. 
How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. For I say to you, you should see me no more until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So here, Jesus is saying, we tried to bring the word of the Lord. You rejected, 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 rejected. Came to you in peace, 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 peace. Here's the judgment. Pretty hectic. If Jesus says it, it's coming to pass. Okay? So you go, but people are taught that this is coming on our day now. And this is not what it's teaching. Why don't we read the next bit in Matthew 27? When Pilate saw that he could not prevail at all, but rather that a, a, a riot was taking place. You don't read about soccer tumults anymore, do you? He took water and washed his hands before the multitude saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. This is Jesus. You see to it. Guess what they said? And all the people answered and said, his blood be on us and on our children. Thanks, mum. Thanks, dad. They came into agreement with the judgment and they pulled a curse on themselves. Could they have repented and averted it? Yeah, well, you know, God's just. But this is what took place. This is what took place. Now, what, I want you to do, what I'm about to show you now is hectic. I'm putting it to you. You don't have to believe it. You don't have to. Because what we're doing, we're going after very, very supernatural heavenly things and it's no cookie cutter. It is nuanced. Now, a lot of people believe the book of Revelation is that God basically, well, I'm gonna put it in Aussie terms, that God's had a gutful. I've had a gutful of you kids. I've had enough. And what happens is this hectic global destruction. What you have is that every scripture has a primary meaning that when in context it's said to its original recipients, it will make sense to them. Can someone say amen to that? That's the primary, but then it's layered. So it has secondary and tertiary application. Uh, again, one of the things I've been looking into, this is a great statement, not mine. This is from Michael Heiser. He said, every type and shadow in the Old Covenant or Old Testament is a non-verbal prophecy. Moses led him through the Red Sea. We had no idea it had anything to do with baptism. You know, the water came out of the rock. We didn't know the rock was Christ. The manna from heaven. We didn't know that it was gonna to point to Jesus, the true bread of life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's a prophetic book. It's a poetic book. It's a historic book. It's accurate. It's, it's a freak show. The hyperlinking and the self-referencing realities means there's no... Nothing like it ever. This is why, this is why to love His Word is, is indispensable so the Holy Spirit can breathe on it. But what we have, the primary meaning of the book of Revelation is the complete destruction and shutting down of the old covenant. So now you have rabbis and synagogues. You do not have the temple. You do not have the Levitical priesthood. God warned and warned and warned. And He said, I want nothing to obscure my son anymore. Can someone say Amen. I don't want any, because now it is about Jesus. That at the, name of every, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord of the glory of God the Father. So it's about Jesus. So God says, I've warned you, I want this shut down. And they said, that, Peter said, the end of all things upon us in the last days, in the last days. But he said, I'll pour out my spirit on the last days. And what happens is this, 
God loves Israel. Can someone say amen? He loves Israel. So I'm not hacking on Israel. But what happens, you have to love Jesus more than Israel. You have to love Jesus more than Australia. And what happens is that we see, see everything through the reality. You read the book of Hebrews, nothing will or should eclipse the Lord. And He sent His Son to die vicariously for us and suffer. Not just die on the cross, suffer. You know, the, the crown of thorns wasn't necessary. I mean, I can't say, <laughs> I've had my beard plucked out. I mean, when I grow one, it looks like it's been half plucked out. But anyway, but the, <laughs> but the point is, <laughs> true that. But, the, but, but what happens is that this is about nothing will obscure the Lord of glory. And God's very serious about that. So he warned and warned and warned, donkey, horse. And judgments are to bring into alignment. And what happens if we don't lay a hold of the kingdom, what happens in the book of Revelation will repeat on cycles. We will repeat. You can't, I cannot get over the similarities of this day and days like World War II. I'm gonna go into that in a second. Here we go. Revelation chapter six, verses nine to 10, going to the deep end now. And when he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God. Now we're gonna keep that and for the testimony which they held. So we would go, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. This is like Stephen when he's getting stoned and whatnot, but it's not what's happening. So under, under, when he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the, uh, the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and the testimony which they held. Yep. And they cried with a loud voice, how long, O Lord, holy and true, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? John's on Patmos, he's writing this. John, in the spirit, and this could not have taken place unless someone physically on the earth received the word of the Lord, ate the scroll and prophesied it. And he's seeing in heaven people saying, Lord, our innocent blood was cut short. When will you avenge? And you're going, what the heck? This is the book of Revelation, friends. This is what's taking place and took place in the spirit realm directly around Jerusalem. But here we have a problem. Is that this has is, this is been done with. What the heck is going on in the spirit to all the innocent people, whether in the womb or outside the womb, whose life has been cut short? That's going up before the throne now. That's going up before the throne now. This is a prophetic preach, friends. We can't turn this into cups of teas and doilies and, and, and praying between football and cricket matches. We're in a historic convergence of cycles of time like never before. But what's crazy is this, is that the golden bowl on the inside of you, you are created to govern and God's point of contact of you is what's in your heart will actually go up before the throne. You guys doing okay? Here we go. Revelation 8. Then another angel having a golden censer. Everything in the glory is golden. It represents gold. Streets of gold, golden bowls. Now taking the golden censer, the censer's where you burn frankincense, incense, etc. He came and stood at the altar and was given much incense that he should offer it 
with the prayers of all the saints upon thee. So that now that the censer is gold, the altar is gold, the bowls are gold, and on side of, in the inside of you, you have a golden bowl. And the golden bowl is the prayers of the saints with the incense. So your inner world is a replica of the throne room of God. Who's blown away? So you're not just, I'm just trying to just get, get ahead in life, get my breakthrough. I know there's an open door this year and I'm just, just having a go for Jesus. We've got to transcend that. You are made in the image of God. You are amazing, even if you haven't worked it out. Can someone say amen to that? Came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints ascended before God from the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar and threw it to the earth. And there were noises, thunderings, lightnings and an earthquake. Those are verdicts. Those are verdicts. Do you know what? The prayers of the saints and the cloud of witnesses are the determining factor of judgments on the earth. Wouldn't it be mind-blowing if this proved to you that the unjust treatment of God's children was one of the major power sources and revelations that the book of Revelation was about? Wouldn't that blow your mind? That He really does care because people have been cut short unrighteously. We're not talking about people going to war. We're talking about people cut short of their destiny because what happens when the bowls went before the Lord and they get poured out, that's the... Your prayers are powerful. We've just been talking about all the creations waiting to be released out of the bondage into the liberty of the what? Children of God. And the presupposition is you're in Christ, in Christ, in Him, through Him, for Him. It does say there's no free nor slave, even male or female. And this is why Christ is all in all. And this is mind blowing because I actually right now, now you know why I pray for a big brain today, a big brain to manifest over our collective brains. Right now at the moment, we are in a cycle that looks like a lot of things. I can't believe the propaganda and the stuff taking place. Let's do we have the first image, please? It might not get all of it. So you might not be able to read it here. But MSNBC or MSN News in France is focusing on Macron with Swedish royalty. But they're not covering anything that's on the left. And that is mass revolution uprising by people and farmers all across France because they are taking away people's ability to grow food. And we're here worried about what's happening here. This is happening around the world. It's happening in Belgium, Spain, uh, Scandinavian countries, Germany, all over the place. We are being lied to, lied to. They're telling you what's important. This is taking place. And this is why God's people need to learn how to govern. This is not an inevitability. Everything prophetic can be, if repentance is there, turned around. Now, the Lord, I've, I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, go and do this yourself. I was directed to watch a movie called Tomorrowland with my daughter a few nights ago. And Lord goes, there's something in it for you. Now, I, my kids, when I go, I'm gonna, let's watch a movie together. Do you know what? They go, okay, Dad. They're not that excited. Why? because they know that I'm gonna fall asleep. And if the conditions are right, my snoring will drown out the volume. <laughs> so I had attempted to watch Tomorrowland, which isn't, it's not an awesome movie. I attempted to watch, that was maybe my fifth attempt. 
I did. Now, now, come on. I, I need you to confess something to me here. Who loves falling asleep in front of a movie? Come on. Oh, yeah. I'm shocking. I do it at the cinemas. I did it with my staff. It was, no, Daryl's birthday. You didn't think they took pictures, hey? No dignity. None. So in Tomorrowland, it was about going through a portal and looking into the future. And this is what happened. Is that people had been programmed of inevitable destruction and so they came into agreement with it. And this one girl, she said, no, it doesn't have to happen like that. And she poured whatever she did into this and the whole scene changed, but it was just like, (laughs) the matrix came down and and the movie was that everyone thinks that these terrible things are an inevitability. And I think that we've been undergoing some program. It's just like, well, yeah. And that's not what the Lord's saying. The Lord's about justice. Does that mean all the, did you, does that mean right now what we're going through, there's gonna be tons of collateral damage, especially of the next generation who've been groomed, who've been destroyed. They're terrorised that the weather is gonna kill them. So they put more of that white goop on them that, that's as carcinogenic as anything. Not realising one of the biggest problems of causes of disease is a lack of vitamin D. It's crazy. And so I don't, think that's, I don't think that's a foregone conclusion in Jesus' name, I really don't. Let's put up the next one. <coughs> Carbon footprint of homegrown food five times greater than those grown conventionally. <coughs> this is what's going out there. This is what's going out there. If you, if you have too much rhubarb in your backyard, you will be an enemy of the state. This stuff, now when we look at it and you go, this is mental. The problem with psychological operations, if you just keep saying the same thing people believe, especially impressionable kids. And this is what we have to change. This is the year of heavenly governance. This is called propagandizing. It happens through all mainstream media outlets. It's a disgrace. And what we're gonna do is that this year, God's gonna give us keys. We already have them, we're already functioning them, but I can't just, just all this, I can't just knowledge bomb you. All right, now some of you are gonna have to play this back because at the moment it's sort of like the wineskin's going, (laughs) it's leaking, I get it. But I need you to see that number one, you and Jesus are a majority, you're not a victim and you're not a statistic. Someone say amen, you're not. And, and you, you are seated with Him in heavenly places. And this year we're going to teach people how to do it. But right now it says, judgment starts in the house of God and we must judge ourselves lest we be caught up with judgment. Judgment isn't punitive per se. It's about making the crooked ways straight before the throne of God. The Lord's prayer is, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God doesn't delight in this. He delights in life. He didn't come to condemn the world. But when you have people who have gone beyond the place of repentance and they're destroying others, Houston, we have a problem. And I know that His hand is on us. If you're watching this, say yes and amen. But I believe, I believe this is a generational thing, but specifically for this assembly here. I tell you what, right now, you are made to, you're made to govern. Come on. You and Him. Do you know, Last thing I'll say before we get into communion, listen to this. The parables, the parables. So many have said, because you've stewarded this, you'll be in charge of 10 cities. It's covenants. God's looking for friends. He's got, he's got a few kids. 
but he wants friends. He wants friends he can talk to, share his heart with, not just, my name's Jimmy and I'll take what you can give me. (laughs) And you know what, if we change our heart when we pray, we're actually co-governing with, this pleases the Lord. I tell you what, if you start to reorientate your word well through the Word of God, what does the Word of God say? What does the Word of God say? Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me today? Today is a gift from you. How do you want me to do this? The first thing you do is you connect with Him. 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 I have this against you, He said in the book of Revelation. He said, you've left your first love. Therefore, go back and do the former things. You've got to, that, that, that's the primary thing. And out of that place of love and overflow and connection and oneness, which He says already is, you govern. It's not like you have to be mad at the world, angry. Ah, I've been there, it doesn't work. I've been so angry, I've angered myself out of anger into a place of anger, tired, obliviousness, angerness. None of that should have made sense. Who feels that their spirit's opening up to this? Come on. Tell you what, you've got the creator of the universe and the, and the victor living on the inside of you. And he wants to rule through you. Seriously, right now, we're studying Reese Howes and what happened in World War II, Daniel, what happened in the captivity. Right now, this is not inevitable. We don't wanna go under the program and go, this is inevitable. Just, just you know, build a galvanised iron structure at the back of Swan Reach, get canned goods and fingers crossed. That's not, what, that's not the Lord's plan. Can someone say amen? amen? Who's excited? Come on, get your communion out. Praise God. We went a bit over time, but that was a 500 gram rib eye, medium rare, aged red wine jus with roast parsnips. Redu- yeah, anyway, people go, thanks, I'm fasting. All right. Praise God. Praise God. Now, if you're okay with this, I do want to pray over you guys to really see, and some of my leadership team go, don't do this, don't do this, because it'll make me busy. Uh, I'm gonna pray that God gives people dreams. I'll tell you why. Oh, there we go. Um, I wake up in the morning, and it's sort of like, my phone, shing, 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 shing. It feels like I'm at Sotheby's and people are breeding, you know? It's like, and you've got to get your head around it. But here's the deal. I look, I understand Freemasonry is an issue and I believe there's been Indigenous abuse. I believe that. But we can't have the beginning of every prayer meeting praying the same thing prophetically like we're going through a list. We actually need, there's stuff that needs to be uncovered. And I'll tell you what right now, who would be open for God to give them to keys to actually shut down accusations in the spirit against this generation? Okay, okay. It's, this is where, how serious am I about this? I'm giving my life for it. I'm giving my life for it because it's important to the Lord. Because I'll tell you what, the destiny over this country is insane, but what's happened is our predecessors, this is really important to catch this and we have to be different there's been a consistent trend, not from across the generation, but powerful people, they demonically trade the future generations away so they get their more now. 
This is a big deal because a good man will leave an inheritance for their children's children. We have to set up the generations because we are leaving kids with nothing and it's fermenting communism and hopelessness and violence. So we need wisdom and discovery. So if you're happy for me to pray that, I'm gonna, when I pray, I want you to raise your hand to the Lord like you're receiving by faith, okay? And then we'll take communion. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, I thank you for everyone here. Right now, Lord, <coughs> I pray specifically for the people who are watching this and the people who are in this room right now. Lord, it says it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, the glory of kings to seek it out. Right now, Lord, I ask for a spirit of discovery regarding justice in this country. Justice in Australia, show us, Lord. Give us dreams and visions, Holy Spirit, and show us what we need to bring before the throne, what we need to work through with the blood of Jesus and how we need to administrate justice. Lord, right now, we thank You right now for answers for current government, future governments. We thank You, Lord, but especially, Father, right now, for the innocent. We just right now, we say this on behalf of the innocent, even those yet born, we pray for those kids, teenagers, Generation Z who have heard nothing but lies and brokenness. Right now, I just pray for everyone that dimension of seeing in the Spirit, dreams and visions in Jesus' mighty Name. Amen. On a practical level, Filter Dreams has a, 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 a website with an email address. Send them to admin. <laughs> And field of dreams. Info. Ah. Uh-uh. Well, who, who looks after info? <laughs> That's going to get busy. But if we're going to solve a problem, because what happens? You, you 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 look at this and you're like going, hmm. ooh, and that's how it works. Because of the, because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So Lord, we thank You. We just thank You for that supernatural blessing over everyone. Bless this commune to our bodies in Jesus' Name. Praise God. Praise God. Well, thank You for letting us go a little bit over time because this is very, very important. Very important. And I want you to start to see the significance of the heavenly fingerprints on your life and we judge ourselves first. We get, we get rid of anything that Lord's saying, please deal with this, repent of it. And you'll be shocked what He wants you to, what's he, what he wants you to do in the realm of the Spirit. Who's excited? Who's excited? Yeah. Praise God. All right. Spirit of promptings, powerful. Bless everyone, Jesus' name, amen.